Hello, I'm Richard Hurley, the BMJ's Features and Debates Editor. Our latest debate asks, should doctors recommend acupuncture for pain? And in a moment we'll hear from two of the authors of that debate. But first, to frame the discussion, here's Kumari Manakasami, a GP in North London and a patient who's used acupuncture to control her pain during pregnancy. Hi, Kumari. Hi. Can you give uh, BMJ readers a bit of background to the, the pain you're in and its effects on you? Well, I suffered with um, pregnancy-related pelvic girdle pain in my first pregnancy. It got much better after giving birth, though it never went away. Unfortunately, when I was pregnant with my second child, um, who's now 18 months old, um, it became very severe. Um, I became virtually unable to walk. Um, I was more or less confined to the house. Of course, being pregnant, I was reluctant to take very strong painkillers. So I was pretty stuck. And so you decided to have acupuncture. How did that come about? Well, uh, my physiotherapist felt she couldn't do any more for me. Um, I tried some some massage, which didn't really help. And um, and what else can I try? Well, let me try acupuncture. It's drug free. It's safe in pregnancy, though there is some a little bit of controversy about that. Um, there isn't any strong evidence to indicate that acupuncture is harmful in pregnancy. And I thought I didn't have anything to lose at that point. Um, I, I just wanted to try anything that was safe and that would enable me to cope a little bit better um, with my pain. The one way you phrase your desperation in, in, in the piece you wrote was you say that the re, you know it was devastating uh, when, when, you, when you found that there was no more help that conventional medicine could offer. You felt abandoned yeah. and let down and you were terrified about how you would cope with the rest of the pregnancy. So yes. can you tell us a little bit about how it actually felt for you when you had the acupuncture and then afterwards? Having a caring person, a caring professional, listen to my to my story, which and uh, as, as I said, I, I I was feeling desperate at the time, um, and someone's having them say, "I understand. I'm happy to try and help you and help just support you um, in this journey." It, it felt incredibly important that there was that there was somebody there. I, I wasn't expecting eradication of my pain um, by any means. Um, I think it, it was very important, though, to have someone at least offering help and saying that they could, they would try. That the fact that there was something else that um, I could do, um, other than just waiting for the condition to inexorably worsen um, until I gave birth. But it, it was it was a very big. It was it gave, it gave me back a sense of control, um, and and it was a, a, um, an, an emotional support as well. And you can read Kamari's commentary on the debate, which is called "I Was Pregnant, in Pain, and Desperate When I Chose Acupuncture," on BMJ.com. Now let's look at the evidence. Joining me to debate whether doctors should be prescribing acupuncture for pain are two of the authors of our head-to-head debate. Ashbjorn Robjatsen is at the Centre for Evidence-Based Medicine at University of Southern Denmark. And Mike Cummings is Medical Director of the British Medical Acupuncture Society. Thank you both for joining us. 
We heard from Kamari that she was desperate, had exhausted her options with the NHS and that acupuncture helped her, though whether that was through feeling cared for or the needling itself is unclear. Mike, is there any evidence at all that acupuncture is better than placebo? Uh, uh, yes, I would say I would say there is. Um, our, our debate here is um, is turning on the big data sets, but um, there's lots of other data which supports the idea that there are there are useful effects in pain, such as this this commentary. Um, we tend, you know, in modern modern evidence-based medicine, tends to focus very much on large systematic reviews and um, randomised controlled trials. But we were warned by uh, Dave Sackett in 1996 in the BMJ that medicine risks becoming tyrannised by evidence if we fo- focus too much on those large data sets and ignore clinical expertise. Ashburn, do you agree with Mike on this? Uh, well, in some aspects, but um, not entirely. I think that um, clinical expertise is, is clearly important, but the reason why evidence-based medicine grew and the reason why we emphasize the need for randomized trials in any other context, not just uh, with respect to acupuncture, is that clinical experience with regard to um, effect of treatment is is highly unreliable, and there's a lot of historical evidence to support that. So we need to integrate those three aspects that are, in essence, evidence-based medicine, the, the best uh, external uh, clinical results from trials and systematic review, the experience of the um, treatment provider, and the choices and values of the patient. I, as far as I understand it, there are Cochrane reviews that find no um, appreciable benefit to acupuncture. Is that is that a fair summary of the evidence? Well, if if I, I think that I mean we can, and I hope that we will focus on the the issues of where Mike and I disagree. But we can start with what I um, take as as our agreement that if you look at the best summary of good randomized controlled trials and compare acupuncture for pain with placebo, um, the, the signal you get out of there, the effect size, is very small. Um, it corresponds to roughly four or five millimeters on a 100 millimeter scale. And um, the usual threshold for when we think of an effect as clinically relevant is maybe 10 or some say 15 or even larger. So <clears throat> that's one issue. The, the question then is how to interpret that. I guess that Mike will say that this proves that there is a biological component to needling. Um, I would say that there is a huge problem in um, using these numbers, partly because there's a huge risk of bias or large risk of bias in these trials that are in large insufficiently blinded. But the, the, the basic um, fundament for our debate, I think, should be, and, and our <clears throat> two pieces um, concur on that, that um, the effect size is small. The question is how you interpret that effect size. Is it more relevant to look at non-blinded trials where the effect is larger? Or is it, um, and, and, and to which extent are these trials biased? 
my emphasis is that that is something that is really important to look at. And Mike tend to say that it's unimportant. Mike, do you want to say what you think about these effect sizes? Yeah, sure, sure, yes. I mean, I think the key thing that I would want to get across here is that the comparison, acupuncture is compared to sham acupuncture. And I think it's very easy for the the non-clinical reviewer who has never seen acupuncture or sham or tried to use them It's difficult for them to appreciate that sham acupuncture clearly is not the same as an inert placebo. I've tried recently for some television programs to to use the the modern sham needles and convince the the person that um, they were having real acupuncture. It was very easy for me to convince them. In fact, I created more pain with the sham needles than I did create sensation with the real needles. Um, they cause, caused more bleeding, interestingly, the non-penetrating needles. And, and researchers have told me this. So what I would want to say, what I want to say is that the comparison with sham isn't a comparison with placebo. If you look at the effect of sham acupuncture compared to other interventions, sham acupuncture is frequently better than conventional care comparisons. And in the largest data set, um, it proved in all types of chronic pain to be superior to conventional, various conventional care comparators. Okay, that's not blinded, but the sham acupuncture proved to have higher, higher ratings in um, health-related quality of life, significantly higher than all other comparators. Now, those comparators varied. Some were, were quite intense, guideline-based uh, guideline-based conventional care, others were waiting list, others were usual care. So sham acupuncture in addition to usual care. But, you know, the, the, this is huge data set that quite clearly shows this, um, shows this benefit of sham acupuncture. So it's, it's unfair to assume that is a placebo. Ashburn, what do you say to that? Well, I think this, well, placebo is... Uh, is an interest of mine. I've done quite a lot of research on it, and uh, and clearly there's a there's a huge or a, a quite considerable variation in the effect of placebo. The more theatrical uh, um, we construct a placebo, um, the the larger an effect of placebo tends to be. This is not something specific to acupuncture. It's the generic aspect of placebo interventions when you penetrate the skin, where you have machines with blinking lamps or uh, in, in, in surgery, and these effects tend to be larger. But these are different effects. I mean, this is the crux, the, the crux of the matter. Are we looking at effects? biologically caused by needling in specific areas? Or are we looking at effect caused by the treatment situation in which people are made to believe that this is an effect uh, and, uh, and in such a way that they think this is a meaningful treatment? And in that way, I think it's extremely important to keep your eye on the ball and to actually um, use the same methods um, that we use when assessing effects um, generally, across all the different types of, of intervention within medicine and acupuncture. There's no reason for acupuncture to have a free ride here. So <clears throat> um, the, 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 the important thing is, is there a causal relation between 
needling in specific pain or in specific acupuncture points or not. And Mike would say, I think um, this has been proven, and I am severely doubting that that has been proven. It's possible. But what we look at is a very small signal. And to compare, and then to take, um, uh, to, to get rid of placebo control groups as we use in all kinds of uh, comparative studies and look only at unblinded study and regard them as more um, pragmatic or more clinically relevant, I think that is actually um, a major misunderstanding. We need to have a causal relationship firmly established before we look at the um, the pragmatic trials. Mike, do you have anything further to say? Can I? Yeah. Yes. Uh, could I say that? I mean, one of the one of the issues that was brought up there were points. Um, now, everybody has heard of acupuncture points, but that has been a huge problem for many years in terms of research because because people have been missing the point in the control group. And I wrote that in a commentary in the BMJ some 15 or more years ago. Uh, let's hope we stop missing the point. And what I mean there is that we know, we've known for some 50 years that acupuncture works through stimulating nerve endings in deep, in deep somatic tissue, usually. And there's the, the data, the experimental data on that is clear. If you do sham acupuncture by missing the point and your needle still goes in the same tissue, there's going to be absolutely no physiological difference. And most of the clinical trials that do this show absolutely no difference between real and sham needling. And that's because it's needling against needling. You know, penetrating the skin, even if you call it a sham, this is not a non-active intervention if we're talking about modulating endogenous pain systems. We know how, we know quite well now how stimulating certain nerves has analgesic effects, and we do it in various different ways in medicine. Acupuncture needling is just one way. And it is part of, so placebo-type context-related effects, real effects in analgesia, can be generated by pointing, using a pointing device such as an acupuncture needle. And that's been demonstrated by Benedetti. You can get regional effects, regional analgesic effects, by a therapeutic ritual that points to a certain part of the body and not get them in other parts of the body. And we understand those mechanisms in the nervous system and they work through drugs such as endogenous opiates. So the effect of placebo and the, and the effect of acupuncture-like stimulations overlap. That's another reason why it's very difficult to separate them apart in clinical trials. But if you just apply them you see quite large effects in comparison to other interventions. It is very hard to know exactly which bit is specific to the needle being placed in a particular part of the body. That is very hard to measure, but in the laboratory it isn't. In the laboratory, sham acupuncture has no effect. And strong stimulation does have a significant effect on on, um, surgical analgesia, for example. Ash, Ashbourne, do you recognise this as uh, this argument? Does this persuade you? Well, I think this this uh, um, I mean the 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 field of placebo has um, moved forward for the last ten or twenty years, and and uh, uh, it's a misunderstanding 
that placebo is conceived as something that um, has no effect. I mean, we, we know that placebo can um, induce effects. They tend to do that in, uh, in, in, in a moderate number of patients and have a, um, um, a moderate type of effect on pain, for example, and Benedetti and, and others have, have clearly shown the, the biological aspect of that. Um, I don't see that has um, much relevance uh, the, the, the argument here, from my point of view, is that um, what is the evidence for, for an effect of acupuncture in itself? And what I hear my coming say is, is that a lot of these trials, uh, from her, his perspective, have, has made a mess of it. They, they don't measure the right thing. Well, um, I, I will then you know, step back a step and say, well, then we need to um, address 